This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, Lock- Lockett um, spoke about how they were kind of playing from behind and it's how, you know, the challenges of that as a team where it does restrict you, you know, play calling wise. The fact that they ran the ball only 11 times on the night um, is... I don't know. Well, this this document says fourteen, but that some of them might. Yeah, be I think scrambles. it's fourteen. Okay, 14. well, f- f- only fourteen times is is somewhat skewed by you know how they were hunting. But I think for me, the bigger thing with the run game was, well, and here I've got it says they they ran four fourteen times of thirty six yards, um, mm-hmm. which is not great as two point six yards per carry. So yeah, the bigger thing with the run game really is they got absolutely owned up front, like. Yeah, the pass pro kind of held up for me until like the fourth quarter when they got in these clear passing situations, and you know overcoming third and longs is really difficult. But the run game, there was the occasional like you know four, five, six yard cutback, but really they got owned up front. Uh, Joey Bosa like unblocked, um, you know just just like just bullied, absolutely bullied. And and the Forty Nines are a really good defense, like like. And defense is variable. And like, would it shock me if the 49ers were top five defenses by the end of all of this? No. Um, that that um Hufuango in the in the in the middle of the, he is a good the field at safety, man. he looks really good. Their D-line's dominant. They're really good at coaching uh their D-line up to be aggressive and play upfield. But for the for the O-line to get worked that much, despite what I've just said about the 49ers being good and and um, holding the Bears to like 200 yards or whatever it was last last uh, week in week one is still troubling to me. Like the fact that the run game execution just wasn't there. It's like what Pete Carroll said, you know, we have to run the ball with some consistency. And he said, uh, nothing worked. We couldn't do anything. And he said, we need a whole complement of ball to help Gino. And that's, that's like, even if you're, even if you're a Gino optimist, right? Like, any like there's like four or five quarterbacks probably three quarterbacks who uh don't need like uh to be able to like lean on a run game and even then like you kind of need 
a run game uh, to, an, to an extent, right? Now you can question what extent you need it, but for Seattle to just have nothing here, um, and when it's Geno Smith, who I think we all acknowledge that he, you know, it, he does need a run game. Like he can't do it all on his own, and you can't be in pure dropback situations. Uh, you you need to kind of lay it off that. Now I felt, I don't know, I ha- how Griff, do, do, am I am I wrong on that, or did you view the run game similarly as uh, negatively impacting the overall thing? Yeah, well, I mean, when you run the ball you know you're not going to be popping off for 10 yards every time, but you need to still get more of the median gain to be pushing four or five yards. You don't want an average of 2.6. It's just it's putting you behind the eight ball. Um, So I I largely agree with the point, but my thing was, and and I think this is where we have some of disagreement about this game, is that I I tweeted they should have passed more. Um, He had 24 completions on 30 attempts. If we unpack those 24 completions and look at his best looking ones and then look at how frequently they ran those concepts. And I'm really curious to see what the tape shows, but if we look at how frequently they ran those concepts where the good completions actually came, I think we'd find that they actually didn't run a lot of those calls. They kind of played small ball. They kind of played afraid early on. And while when, like you said, they got into deeper drop back, more pure drop back scenarios and the pass rush could tee off even more. I think that they had the best chance to put the ball in Gino's hands and let him work the pocket because I thought he worked the pocket actually pretty well, given the pressure, and take the lumps there, even take the sacks, but then you that's also your best chance at moving the ball. So I think it's a trade-off scenario. They weren't moving the ball playing small either. So I don't know if more play action would have helped them. I don't know if, if, if more living in under center more would have helped them. Um, Tyler Lockett, 9 for 11, 100 yards, 109 yards, I think. So... Um, but my, so my bigger question from that point on is what are they doing with Noah Fant? Because I'm not sure that DK Metcalf fits into this, a lot of the possession intermediate oriented drop back game. I mean, he does, but he doesn't. He does is like that, uh, deep comeback, like lob it up to him. Like we saw against Denver, you know, like, uh, 15 yard kind of range, like lob it up to him as a possession dude. But it is kind of weird how so that's all he can really do right so right and like and there's other things like you know you just kind of have a a non-valuable route in the progression you know like just you still have like an under route or like a whip route or something like that right like even if it's a placeholder you know a placeholder type route in the concept but then outside of Tyler Lockett you need another threat in the progression to be able to work those windows because Gino will progress and throw to no names in structure so what are they doing with Noah Fant? Is he popping open any of these looks? Are they getting him out there enough? He's a talent. He's a skill set that I want kind of working in that 10 to 15-yard window. And a lot of these, he's hitting Lockett in them. And some of these Lockett's wide open because Lockett is getting open. Or But if it's zone coverage, it's just the, the concept is working the way it's supposed to. And Gino's getting there. Like, again, he went 9 for 11 throwing to him for 100 yards. So he had 12 yards per per catch. So... I I, I just feel like we're going to watch the tape and we're really not going to like the game plan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's like what you said when they acquired Fan, right? Which is where they're going to run like option looks with Fan, um, you know, into the intermediate, like uh, I forget what it's called now, I'm tired. But, um, you know, th- those kind of off a quick play fake uh, option looks for, from the tight end position, which we haven't seen yet. And again, on to that point, Griff, I, where was like, I, I know it's uh, overly trendy. Well, it's beyond a trend now. It's expired. But uh, RPOs, like, I know they only did two of them last week, but that was like a nice little layer to, like, access the intermediate, punish a defensive structure, which is either playing like an even front against 11 personnel and it's got a nickel on the field. Or it's playing bare front with, you know, too high and it's asking uh, f- for conflict. That There was not much conflict. And I don't think there was there were too many easy, easy throws for Gino. But we, we do need the tape. What I would say to your point about the Gino's completions is, you know, six of them come in that end of game weird drill. And then there's oh, also true. the end of half thing where it's... Like a lot of that was kind of weird. Uh, one minute twenty six off the clock, uh, eight passes, I think, no runs. So it just, but that also that speaks to how just disjointed the whole game was. And when you turn the ball over three times in the way they did, when you can't stop the run in the first half, so the time of possession is already going to be ticking a lot. You know, it is going to be skewed. Um, in total. Seattle had uh, 21 minutes, 40 seconds with the football, whereas the 49ers had 38 minutes, 20 seconds. And at a certain point, like, you've changed the defensive scheme, right? I mean, you have, but you haven't. But, you know, for the mm-hmm. sake of for the sake of this point, uh, you've changed the defensive scheme. Uh, you've, you've changed your quarterback, right? <laughs> like, why on earth is this this still happening and to me I, I i worry a bit about shane waldron like it's it's um it's hacky and it's overly easy to do but this is a recurring issue and the one the one constant other than pete carroll but like how much influence is he having on all this not much the one constant is the offense being like kind of disjointed at times and boom or bust and like how do they sustain drives and uh, I don't know. That's something that I am not fully on board with that idea, but it's something that's kind of in the back of my mind as being uh, troubling. Is that fair, Ty? Yeah, no, it's absolutely fair. This was a rough day for Shane Waldron, to be sure, and it goes beyond the the DJ Dallas pass, right? Um, like it's just you know, your often your unit doesn't score a single point in six quarters finger has to be pointed at you at least a little bit some here so um at the end of the day you know i mean there was obviously some execution issues we go back to the offensive line you know this was this seemed like a pretty bad day for gabe jackson um and you know damian lewis gets hurt as well so that kind of derails things up there uh, up front so um but again you know you just you get out of your you get out of your game plan with how uh, the uh, how things just get stacked up against you, and yeah, it is what it is. And, and and Gino, like you know, again because like like you said, Maddie, G- because Gino needs the run. Like Gino isn't really going to be the guy to bring you back from twenty points down. Like you got to keep things close. Unfortunately, like if you're going to have a chance, or 
You know, it's just I don't. I, the the Seahawks found themselves in the most disadvantageous spot that they can find themselves in this year, um, and you know, unless they're going to be able to get uh, stops consistently and quickly, that's the key word here is quickly on defense. You know, then they're going to have to make the most out of their offensive possessions because, like, they're going to have very few of them with the way that the time of possession is just going right now. So you have to make the most of it. And again, as far as time of possession goes and as far as sustaining drives goes, again, the the finger has to be pointed at Waldron at least a little bit here because this is year two now. And we're going on, what, game 19 under Waldron, regular season game? and uh, Or we're going on game 20 this upcoming week. And the issues are still there. And the personnel has changed quite a bit. And the issues are still there. So what is... What is the one thing connecting all of this? Shane Waldron. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm going with it. And the the personnel has changed. And what one thing I'd like to bring up actually is the offensive line shakeup. You know, new center, um, new tackles. Right. Mm-hmm. The the offensive line gelled noticeably in the back half of 2021, and then the run game dominated. And I do wonder if we're going to have to go through a similar kind of growing pains thing for the run game to really gel and come together before it. And really by the way, off. kind of a new left guard as well because Phil Haynes has played what six and a half quarters so yeah, far. Yeah, uh, Damian Lewis left this game with a quad bruise. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, you're right, and and so and and I, I do think that has to be impacting things in terms of the run game, but yeah, we'll 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 see what the tapes like.